Good evening, guys. Hello, this is No Pain, No Spain. My name is Daniel. Welcome to episode, I believe, 13. Sure about it. Finally, I get to have some time off. Finally, I have some space of my own. I'll be very small, very short, but nevertheless, I take the time to record this. There's a lot I want to say. And then when the time comes for me to record, I kind of run out of ideas, like speaking to myself, and it's uh, kind of weird. It's kind of very, very, very weird. Uh, well, uh, as I walked here to the park, of course I'm with my dog, as I usually am, uh, I just realized that from my house to the park, where I walk the dog, one of the parks I walk the dog, the noise, the, 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 the environmental noise in the city is... It is unbelievable. I, I don't recall ever living in a city that has, that has so much noise everywhere. For me to find this spot here to record, even then you might hear there's some kids at the, at the end of the road and there's some cars and motorcycles passing by. No wonder why I'm taking so many pills. No wonder why I'm starting to. Everything is like working against any kind of well-being, any kind of relaxation, any kind of just tranquility. It's just surrounded by noise. Noise, noise everywhere. And I'm getting very tired of it. So, um, again, I will repeat myself but the prospect of us moving from Barcelona and getting the fuck out of this place is becoming more and more solid. Anyways. Still, I know there's a lot of people that have been getting some messages that they want to hear the rest of the story of the Coma. But I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. There's many people I want to talk about. Uh, and I will do episodes on them, but the Coma must be done because he's quite a character. Um, again, um, there's other interesting people that I've, uh, that I've met. Like uh, there's a, there was a Portuguese guy who introduced me to uh, heavy metal back in the early, early, early 80s, late 70s. He's quite a character too. Um, <coughs> a half Venezuelan, half Colombian guy in the United States. <laughs> One of the weirdest people you've ever met. Uh, a Spanish guy I met in Mozambique who was addicted to heroin in Spain and went to Mozambique to get um, to uh, hook off heroin and went to the wrong country at the wrong time when the heroin boom was happening in Mozambique poor guy must be dead by now but I've got some few stories to tell about him because he was such a character and anyways a lot of people that I want to talk about but what I want to talk about today is um, people we encounter and how our we well, let, let me tell you where I come from. We just came back from uh, looking at a school for uh, my son, uh, a Montessori system school in the outskirts of Barcelona, actually pretty far away, a little bit too far away for comfort. For us, it's out of, out of our range. It's about a minute drive to that school, so there's no fucking way. We're still going to think about it because it's also pricey, but nevertheless, they, uh, they use the Montessori system, and I remember many years ago, fuck, this must have been 90, just when I came back from Argentina, somewhere in the late 90s, somewhere like that, I worked for a, 
from Montessori Association, which had a school, but they also had a, 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 a seminar. They also had a, they're not religious, but they had this, it was a very weird thing. And I remember that they, them saying, and the lady today at their art school reminded me that everything we act upon, everything we react upon, everything we see is always seen through the optic of our emotional moment. Yeah, so what they do is they, <laughs> before they tell a kid to do no, to, to not to do something or to do it in a different way or to approach it in a different, uh, from a different angle, they first analyze themselves and how they're feeling before they act upon the kid because their emotions and their, and their, uh, well, if they're having a bad day or something like that, they, that reflects upon the, uh, the reaction they have upon the kid, which I think it's, it's, it's true, it's true, and, and, and it becomes a whirlpool in our daily lives because our, uh, we don't cease to be stressed and be bombarded with stimuli and to hooked uh, up on our phones and getting information and information and information and, and then we become biased, of course, and then what, what happens is that you, you believe something and, and the internet is such a powerful tool that you can go in and look for excuses to support what you believe, not facts, but excuses, but information, and, 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 and seldom do you realize that information is either fake, it's made up, or it's just a made up theory, or it's just a bunch of crazy guys, but as long as it supports what you believe, then you take it as a fact, <laughs> and then having this uh, state of mind, you react upon it, so everything comes in the form of uh, information bias or what, what actually is called confirmation bias so uh, people who um, people who truly believe that Jesus went through whatever he went through and he was resuscitated and he died on the cross well all they have to do is go for the Bible and that justifies the things and to argue with people in this position is absolutely useless because they will never listen to what you say, what you say because Anything that goes against their beliefs, they're unable to assimilate because it will break the whole structure in which they stand on. And that's such a difficult thing to do. And that's what somehow we all do in our daily conversations, in our daily interactions, in, in, in different levels. What we do is we, 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 we bring in what we, what we, um, what we believe, what we think we believe or what we'd like to believe and then put it up on our dialogue and in our interactions with others and if they match well then, <laughs> then that something really funny happens when they match because then the conversation is over because we're used to arguments we're not supposed to we're not used to sharing information okay? so the moment you find somebody that actually agrees with you you have this moment of enlightenment haha you know share with ideas because this is this this but then the the conversation lasts 20 minutes and then you have nothing to say to each other because you agree on everything. And the funny thing is that when you disagree with someone, if you have the ball and the, and the sufficient arguments and the sufficient interest in seeing where that person comes from, then the whole thing changes. I'll give you an example. I am, as you well know, I am an absolute atheist. I'm not even an atheist, I'm an agnostic. I'm not even an agnostic. I, I just think everything is absolute bullshit. But I give it the value it deserves. I give it I give religions 
mostly uh, the Catholic religion, you know, Christians, the benefit of the doubt. And uh, the benefit of the doubt means that I understand where they come from. I understand the need to fulfill a spiritual need, a, a mystical need. And, and the way I do this is because I always confront in a very healthy way and Jehovah's Witnesses, which are always in the, uh, <coughs> by the doors in the metro, most of all Barcelona stations are always there with the pamphlets, with their uh, monthly uh, magazine, and they're all, they're not Mormons, but they dress like Mormons, they dress pretty conservative, and, 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 and I've met many of these, I always stop and talk to them, and it's funny, these people are architects, they're, uh, um, programming guy this is a smart guy so how is it that they apply common sense to everything they do in their lives except when it comes to their spiritual belief because spiritual belief actually what's called faith is believing in the impossible and that's where uh, I, use, I always use the uh, Occam's knife I don't know if you've ever heard about which means which says that if, if in a given situation you take out the impossible, what is left is the truth. I'll give you another example. For example, what, what's more possible to have happened? That uh, Mary, Jesus' mother, went down to the well and got raped by a Roman, or that an angel from, from heaven inseminated her and she got pregnant being a virgin. That's where common sense comes in. So, if somebody is able to believe in the laws of nature, actually lives in the laws of nature, and then is able to believe that this divine intervention is possible, well, I want to know where they come from. I want to know what is it that makes them bypass common sense in certain things. And here's where I, where I come back to what I said. I mean, if you believe something, if you take a need that you have, great spiritual community. and then you have various choices but let's just uh, summarize them into two. So one of the choices is to be critical and to allow your thinking into, <coughs> to analyzing to uh, look forward what could have happened, why this happened, or just take it as it is. So some people, mostly religious people, mostly Catholic and Christian they just take it as it is. They have, they have. Uh, well, I think capitalism is. Uh, <laughs> they're very smart because they created uh, the, the prob probably the most useless faith career in the universe, theology. <laughs> it starts from from a faith thing, but anyway, that's my opinion. But the thing is, that they have good arguments. They do have very good arguments. They have come up throughout time with very, very strong arguments. Very hard to refute. I mean, if you are faced with one of these Jehovah's Witnesses or a Mormon or, or a heavy duty evangelical guy, they are well informed. They have been trained to say the things and to defend their arguments in a very smart way. It doesn't take much to disarm them, but still. Initially, they kind of hit you in the face, like, whoa, shit, wait, he's right. Until you anal 
analyze it a little bit further and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> and then the whole thing falls apart. But from before the moment everything starts falling apart with them, they are really keen on proving their point. It's just when they find a flaw in their argument that they close themselves into no. And then they just say that you lack faith. Well, and I always tell them the same thing, you know, it's not faith we're arguing here. Faith is just, it's your thing and I respect it. We, we, we're talking about historical facts, we're talking about common sense, we're talking about <laughs> defining the, the laws of nature. It, this is what I'm talking about. What, so, um, what's what's the benefit of uh, of being resuscitated? Where, where is he? You know, he, he resuscitated Lazarus. Jesus resuscitated Lazarus. Where is Lazarus? Apparently, he died again. You know, so what was the use of reviving him? Just to smell how rotten he was? And all those things kind of. I'm not going to get into a religious argument, but what I mean is that they, they, all every interaction we have comes from a, from a state of mind which we're in. For example, today I have, I'm, I'm taking some pills and, and I'm not in a good state in my life, but that's, that's a whole different issue. But today I woke up feeling better. Some, I don't know, I don't know what is it, but I woke up smiling and then my son came to kick me in the balls when I was when I was half asleep, and that was quite a quite an awakening. If you want one, <laughs> uh, he always knows where to go. And, uh, and and so everything today kind of looked good. Well, because I felt good. I know why I felt good, but I'm not going to go through here. But every he didn't. He, he, everybody's interaction, the people I interacted today was no different from the same people I interacted with yesterday. However, my state of mind is, and that makes all the difference. So, that's kind of my point. But what are we going to do about the situation? Uh, are we able to take our state of mind and our emotional world into account when we draw conclusions on someone else's behavior, argument, we usually we usually transfer everything. We usually <coughs> whatever is ours we transfer to the others. Oh shit, wait, let me get back. Right along my head. Holy mother of mercy. Jesus, if it's not a motorbike, it's a fucking it's a big motorbike. Um, so are we able to do that? And I think it's a, it's a very important thing. So, unconsciously, I've always tried to do that. Unconsciously, I always, especially with my kids, I've always tried before I recommend them or before I say no something in a very hard way. I first analyze, wait, am I saying no because it's a real no, or am I saying no because that would require me to engage in something lazy you know and again the magic word here is I always try I always try and analyze and I believe many of the times I'm right but some of the times I'm wrong okay. <laughs> and uh, so so this is the perspective that I was thinking how our inner world 
overlaps with our outer world, and, and that's inevitable. It's absolutely inevitable. However, we must try. We must not fall into the routine of just projecting ourselves upon each other, especially in a city like Barcelona. Everybody, I feel for example, everybody's projecting and just projecting. We get no reflection rather than projection. And I don't know if you know what I mean, but I, I feel that I cannot see myself through the others, which is usually the best way to, uh, to know yourself and others you know, through your reflection on them. You know, I know myself by the reflection I cause on you. And each one of you gives me, gives me a different reflection. I have many angles to myself in which to look from. I'm, I'm, I'm not the same as I am with you or as I am with you. And, and having your reaction upon my actions gives me a 3D, 4D, 8D perspective of who I am. And thus I can find myself better positioned in, in the community, in, the, in, in our social groups. But here, in Barcelona, and in Spain, you know, at least that's my perception, this is very difficult to do. People here are very, their idiosyncrasy is towards having fun. There's a lot of having fun mechanics in their behavior. They're always, you know, making jokes. They're always, you uh, know, interacting in a very superficial way. That's a, that's, a, uh, that's a regular state of interactions here. There's very seldom any intimacy. I mean, intimacy, I mean, sexual or physical, just you know, to tell people really how you feel and they, and they feel empathic upon you. Whereas, in, here's a typical thing if you ever tell anybody how you feel, the first thing they say, they're already okay. Oh, don't worry, man. Oh, and then they transfer it to them. Oh, that happened to me. Then they start about them, they never take you into consideration. However, again, all this stuff that I'm saying probably are filtered through the optic of how I feel today. So it's, 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 it's a very difficult thing to manage, you know, how to be objective. And uh, I mean, as a psychologist, I, I, I have some tools, I have some ways of differentiating the problems of my patients with my own because it's very easy to make them your own it's very easy to uh, to feel that what's happening to other people also is happening to you actually sometimes you don't know it but uh, other, another patient may, may come up with an issue which has he has found the words to express how he feels and you have not yet found the words how you feel but now that he's saying and then now you start feeling like oh come on don't fuck over this is also happening to me this is, as a psychologist we have some tools to <laughs> separate one thing from the other you know the transference is minimal but there is always some transference but even at the social level this transference occurs and it occurs in a big way because transference is always present it's never lacking. At least I have not yet found it, and I've looked for it. And I've looked for it. So, that's one of the things. For you who are still listening, <laughs> the one or two people who are still listening, maybe you can help me out. I'm trying to create a project. Okay? 
uh, as I said before, I want to change lifestyle. I want to indulge myself in, into some creativity uh, area. Shit, cigarettes. Lighten up. No worries, I got a good life. So, uh, then I, we, uh, last week we were on a few mountains, as you all know, as you've heard my latest my podcast. And there I met a lady who has a language school, okay? uh, English school. And she's very successful and she's a little overwhelmed. I mentioned that I, I am an English teacher too, I'm a certified English teacher, and she was very happy. And she, she asked me, listen, whatever you, uh, whatever you need a job, if anything or whatever, please call me. I certainly put you to good use. But here's the thing, I am unable to, if I choose to go, whether I choose to go or not, depends on how I face this challenge. But the way I want to face it is as follows. I'm a big, tall, young fan. And uh, if you don't know Carl Young, when I'm among many, many things, he's one of the smartest motherfuckers who ever lived, no doubt that he discovered the archetypes, and you know, how the archetypes are always present in our lives. You know, the hero, the villain, the sage, the, the jester, is, uh, I think it's 12 main archetypes that, that we have. They all represent figures in our life, they represent <laughs> pillars of our existence. Every story has to have a villain. Every story has to have a hero. Every story has to have a funny guy or a wise, wise guy and, uh, and a lover and, uh, and a liar. You know, all these uh, archetypes, they, they, they all belong. Every story has to have that to make it attractive because we identify with these archetypes. Nevertheless, each culture of the same archetype, but they are, how can I say, they are projected in a different way. My, well, the example that I come up with is, for example, the wise man. In, in Spain, a wise man is, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, kind of what gypsies have the, the, the big father, you know, the guy who solves everyone's problems, the guy who is a judge, the guy who is a um, have issues upon land and he will come up with a wise decision. So he's, he's a little bit of a judge, a little bit of an impartial guy. Nevertheless, in an Anglo-Saxon culture, a wise man has a more powerful image. A wise man is also associated to druids, he's also associated to magic, he's also associated to, to um, defining the laws of gravity again, as I said before. And so, so the archetype is the same. But the perspective changes. It, 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 it introduces a new angle into your archetype, into your villain, into your hero, into your lover, your jester, your, uh, your sage, whatever archetype I can remember. The other one is 12. Each culture has a different representation. And I believe that in teaching language is very important because, as far as I know, 
the language teaching is only at the practical level, at the, at the phonetical level, on the meaning level, that if you want to do an archetype, if you want to do a figure of representation of what that word represents. And I'm, I'm not saying that only with the, with the archetypes mentioned, but to bring the whole picture of what that represents in a different language. Something that, <laughs> you know, that in your language represents uh, 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 some substantial mm, energy, or in another language it represents a different one. Sometimes these differences can be very light, and sometimes they can be very strong. So I'm trying to make an approach onto how to combine these two archetypal um, figures into the teaching of English. So I'm coming up with a project on this. I don't know if it makes sense or not. But if any of you have any ideas, I'll be more than glad to hear them. And uh, I'll probably be sharing a lot more about this. Okay, I'm done. In the meantime, I'm going to walk to the bike. And uh, I'll be seeing you pretty soon. This is no pain, no pain. This is Daniel saying goodbye. Have a good one and stay safe, guys.